lay hold of these things because, like I said, there is just so much stuff that we don't know about healing. We, we kind of treat Jesus or healing God like, let me find one of my toys here. You know what this is? Sometimes we treat God like this. If I just have enough faith, I can get me a gumball. You know? And if, if God doesn't heal me, what's up with that? We sort of get confused and we can get disappointed and we can get all bent out of shape because we think God should have performed on cue. And then we think, he didn't perform. What's up? Something's either probably wrong with God or something's what, and, and, and so we just don't understand some things. And, but the truth is that God is always, and this is what you hear, you, you will learn in uni, Healing University, go through scripture. Jesus said he sent his word, well I mean in Psalm 107 verse 20 it says he sent his word and healed them. He sent his word and healed them. You have to open your heart and learn. Jesus said that when you know the truth, the truth will make you free. And so uh, there is so much on the, on the, on the, on the topic of healing. I, I want to encourage you. It, we have to, we can't walk in sickness and depression and in, in all of these things as a, what, what God is equipping us to do as the body of Christ now. Amen. So, I mean, I, I, I don't know. How many of you want to operate and flow in the gifts of healing? You want to operate in that way? Then, then praise God and get plugged in. Learn. Grab hold of these scriptures. Don't let it go. Don't just push it into an hour on a Sunday afternoon or whatever the case is. Learn. Grab hold of the scriptures. Bury those scriptures in your heart. Get them established in your heart. Watch God. If that's a desire in your heart, God, please, I promise you, it wasn't the devil who put that desire in your heart. Amen. If you want to flow in healing, let God do it. You don't have to become the healer. Amen? Amen. So in any case, I just wanted to encourage you. Uh, healing You does kick off in September the 10th. And um, like I said, Brian, uh, Brian and Jen Essery will be here um, with us next Sunday. So you don't want to miss it. I sound very loud. Am I? Are you, am I good? Oh, the life groups. Okay, okay, thanks. So, so T's just reminding me, if you go to our website, the life groups that are currently on the website are not up to date, um, and so those will be updated soon, and that's for other life groups and so on, those will be, those will be updated soon. So, um, yeah, stay tuned about the website. We have been working on a project there, and, and not too distant future, we're going to have a, a new website and a whole new system of things that, that I'm pretty excited about. Amen. So... But um, yeah, that's good stuff. So thank you, Jesus. There's just there's so much on my heart today. That, that, that I know God is. Don't be disappointed. I feel like there's somebody here that's carrying a weight, or maybe there's somebody on, watching online. If you're carrying a weight that you feel disappointed in God, I want you to let that go. I'm telling you, God is not the source of your disappointment. I promise you that. I promise you that. There's other things that you might not know. And that's what the walk of faith is about. I'm telling you, there are certain pillars we get established in knowing God. There are immovable truths that you've got to get your heart established in. There is immovable truths that your heart must be established in. If you don't understand something, there are some things that as you walk, especially if you stick around us here at Lake Haven, you will find like some things like the names of God are His, the revelation of His character. Do you know that God does not change? He is the same yesterday, 
today and forever. The same God who healed yesterday and will heal today and will heal tomorrow. He is the same God. His covenant names do not change. He is Jehovah Rapha. He is the Lord, our doctor. I was on a kibbutz once, and literally, we had a doctor on the kibbutz when I studied Hebrew for three months in Israel on a kibbutz, and it was kind of fun. I had to do a bunch of work on the kibbutz. I worked in children's. I worked in chickens. I, did, I worked in the banana fields. I worked in the ava fields. I worked in all these different places, and, and then we, we'd do Hebrew classes in the afternoon. There was, a doc, there was a doctor on the kibbutz. He was the physician on this big kibbutz. It was um, Stotyam, which means fields and sea. It's like between... It's just uh, Caesarea, actually. It's that area of Caesarea. And, um, um, and it was kind of fun because I, when I got a kick, I was learning. I was enjoying so much learning some basic, um, uh, basic Hebrew when I was on this kibbutz. And, and I saw this doctor's sign, and I saw Rofe. And it means doctor. And I was like, yes. He is the Lord our doctor. He is the Lord our doctor. He is not the sick maker. He is the Lord our doctor. So there's immovable, there's immovable truths, but you know what we do with tradition is we say, ah, you know what? I, uh, it didn't work for me. I came up to the front. Benny Hinn was even there or something. You know, you pick a person. People chase people all across the country, spend thousands of dollars going to special places and people chasing people waiting for a magic touch. Be careful. I'm not saying that God can't heal through these things, but there's more, there's more to understand. In, in many cases, I mean, I've worked in evangelism uh, with places like Brian has gone, and, and as you know, Nate Tanner and so on. But I'm telling you, you there, it is a big field because it's working with truth. Anyhow, I'm going I'm to leave it there. Amen. <laughs> Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Um, I, I'm trying to wrap up this series that I've been doing, because, not because it's, it's done. Um, I just feel like we've got to try and uh, move on. We, there is, but there's some things that, that, that God has been communicating in the power for your purpose. And I've been talking about the person of the Holy Spirit and um, how necessary He is. You know, we, we teach a lot, as I've said many Sundays, we teach a lot about the finished work of the cross. And it's so important to understand that the work that Jesus did is finished. It is a completed work. And when you understand this, this is a done deal. Jesus accomplished salvation for us. It is a finished work. And we, and we say that in many different fame, fame formers, uh, ways and forms. But the truth is that, that that finished work does not exclude us from the unfinished work of the church. And we have to understand that we have to be equipped to be the hands and feet of Jesus. As he is, so are we in this world, it says in 1 John chapter 4. And, and so we have got to be and take this knowledge to the world. We, and we have got to take the gospel in, in its forms to the world. And boy, is it such a time as this, right? So as we, we, we've got a purpose, you have a specific purpose. Now, I'm just saying that there is a general purpose. We have his calling, it says in, in, in Ephesians chapter 1. And we're all called into form in, into Jesus' calling. And, and but... It's just sort of like any Christian can learn how to lead somebody to Jesus. You don't have to be called as an evangelist to lead somebody to Jesus. Any Christian can be healed and walk in the revelation of healing. Any Christian can learn the, 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 
the, the, the, uh, to walk in abundance. You do not have to be poor. All of, our, all of the things that have been given to us on the cross are yours for the taking. Amen. Amen. Just like that woman that, started, that, that, woman that had the, the issue of blood came up behind Jesus and touched the hem of his garment. Jesus didn't stop for her. I mean, he did after, he was, after she was healed. But I, I think it's a fascinating story. Because she decided if she had with her faith, she pickpocketed the healing power. You can too. That's why that story is there. He was on the way to Jairus, to, to the, the, the little girl who then found out she was dead, but Jesus raised her anyhow. But just, you can lay hold of these things. Amen. But there's, there's things. But you've got a, you have got a specific purpose in the kingdom. And you've heard me say it earlier. If you don't find your kingdom purpose, you won't be completely fulfilled. You will have an itch inside you that will not be scratched. Something will be bothering you because you have a greater value than just making money to get by. You have way more in you. To, you have a, a, a kingdom purpose to fulfill. And you have a unique place. And, and on your journey, your journey is going to hone in and become clearer as you take a step by step. As you're faithful to take one step, you will have an opportunity to take another step. You don't know, have to know the end from the beginning. You just have to know what to do as the next step. And the Holy Spirit is our lead and our, our, our guide. And that's why one of the reasons we're saying you, we have to learn to flow with the Holy Spirit. Guys, I want you to understand this is not super spirituality. I want to pull the Holy Spirit off out of the website doctrine of, uh, you know, statement of faith where we just believe in the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. How does He work in your life today? Do you know how to flow with Him today? Are you letting him do what he is designed to do for you today? He is a helper, and he is supposed to help you in your today life. And, and so we were talking about last week, and I'm not going to go back into it heavily, but I mean, I just touched on just some of the, the power of praying in the Spirit, learning how to pray in, in tongues, and, and I just touched on some of those things, and how, you know, you pray to your Father, you, you, it, you know, it bypasses your brains. First Corinthians 14, it says, your mind is unfru unfruitful. You pray to the Father. You don't speak to men when you pray in the Spirit, when you pray in tongues, right? Um, so, and then I, then I said it, it that's in, in, in 14.2, and it says in, I think in 14, uh, both of those, uh, for if I pray in a tongue, my spirit prays, but my mind is unfruitful. So it's not supposed to be praying in the spirit is literally learning to pray the power of God, learning to pray without praying through your head. It's not saying we only pray that way, but it is a phenomenal tool to learn how to pray that way. But my question is, how many of you pray that way? I mean, do you actually pray that way? Or do we just say, oh, you know what, I'm going to have an opinion about that. And I don't think that, I think that's just gobbledygook. Well, if, it's, if you want it to just be gobbledygook, that's all it will be. But you can, I'm just saying, when we, when we, reveal, when we allow the Word of God to come alive to us, when we understand that the Spirit is with us, when we, this, is a, this is a way that we can access the supernatural. This is a way, I say, as, you know, I said it, you know, sort of praying in the Spirit is sort of a gateway. It's a portal to the supernatural. It's learning to flow with the Holy Spirit. And so this has got to be part of your everyday Christian experience is learning how to pray in the Spirit. 
Amen. So then it, it, I told you, it builds you, it, in, uh, it builds you up in verse 4. It says that if you, you pray in the Spirit, it, you build yourself up. It, it energizes you. It builds yourself up. Um, it builds your faith up. Jude 20, he said, you know, um, it says this in Jude 20, building yourself up in your most holy faith. That's literally your faith can be built up. And now I've got to be careful when I say that because it's not, it's not filling your pocket with the commodity of faith. I don't have enough faith. Oh, God, give me more faith. You know, if you like, when I have enough, I can buy some healing. No, faith, faith is simply trusting God for what he has and what he has done. And you can energize your faith. You can build your faith up. That word is you can, you, you can fortify. There's a good word. You can fortify your faith by praying in the spirit, it says. And then it says praying, in the, and it says you can, um, you, so you're building yourself up in your most holy faith, praying in the spirit. He says, and keep yourself in the love of God. Keep yourself in the environment. I can't take, I, we can't say that enough here. You are unconditionally loved, but you've got to keep, you have to keep yourself in an environment where you know that you are unconditionally loved. And I'm telling you, that takes more faith than you can imagine sometimes. Because I don't know about how many of you have a perfect life, or are the perfect spouse, or have the perfect job, and you don't, but I tell you when, you, when you understand that you are loved and you can guard yourself, keep yourself in a place where you know that you are loved. Now, when you're trapped in legalism, I used to think that whenever it was like, oh, you've got to keep yourself in a place where you are loving people. If you don't love people, you can't get your faith to work. Guys, it's about keeping yourself in a place where you are always, con I am persuaded that God loves me. Okay, it's important. Guard yourself in a place. If you do not, if you are not in a place, I'm going to say something a little bit strong. If you are not in a place where you are established in God's love, where you are not rooted and grounded, like it says in Ephesians 3, that God's love for you, you are in a dangerous place. Let me just put it this way. You're in, a, you're in a vulnerable place. Not, you're, you're vulnerable because keep guarding yourself in a place of God's love. The wicked man can't touch you, it says. He can't because you know better. <laughs> because this is how he'll tell you. Oh, yeah, you don't qualify. You don't get that. That's not for you. Don't you know you haven't earned it? Don't you know you haven't read enough chapters? Don't you know you haven't prayed long enough? Don't you have qualification? You feel like you have to earn something from God. Amen. So it's just like building up your faith. Keep yourself in the love of God. And then I said this in, in, in keep, it's, it's rest. It's refreshing. 1 Corinthians 14, 21. People of, um, this is actually a quote from Isaiah. By people of strange tongues and by the lips of foreigners, I will speak to this people. And even then they will not listen to me, says the Lord. For by people, and then this, in, in Isaiah 28, verse 11, it's, it, this is the quote, For people of strange lips and with foreign tongue, the Lord will speak to this people to whom he has said, This is the rest. Give rest to the weary, and this is the repose. Yet they will not listen to me, says the Lord. God designed you to find rest and repose. Does that sound good? Yes. If we will put it to practice. Amen. So understand this, please. Praying in the Spirit, listen to it, study those scriptures, make it yours. 
because there's so many others that I, I, that I could go into. I'm just going to rattle off a few here, but we know that we are led by the Spirit of God. As many as are led by the Spirit of God are the sons of God, Romans 8, 14. He shows us things to come, John 16, verse 13. He will declare to you the things that are yet to come. He warns us, Acts 22, 17. He warns us and protects us. The Holy Spirit said to Paul, get out of here. Leave right now. Question. He was praying in the temple. The Holy Spirit says, get out here, Paul. Leave right now. They're not going to accept your message. What happens if he wasn't praying? I'm not trying to lay a guilt trip on you. What I'm trying to show you is that the Holy Spirit can warn us from things to come. You know how many people didn't go into the towers that day? September 11th. I'm telling you, God warns us. He teaches us to abide in Him. In other words, 1 John chapter 2, uh, 1 John chapter 2, it talks about how the Holy Spirit, He teaches us to abide and to remain in Him. You know that, that you can be protected by false doctrine by flowing with the Holy Spirit. Have you been in a place or turned on the TV and something in you is like, um, uh, even if you're not an older Christian, a mature Christian, the Holy Spirit can teach you and show you, teach you how to abide in Him. Something will not gel with you. And I want to tell you, listen to that. If you don't understand anything, promise you, please, listen to that Spirit. Learn how to like, as young, if, if you're a young Christian, learn how to listen to that. Don't just say, oh, well, this guy must know better. And there's too many people that have been led astray because they have not learned to listen to the Holy Spirit. God will show you. If you don't know, this is what the protection of a family is. If you feel, don't just swallow something. Go to your friend. Go to your life group. Come to us, whatever. Go to and say, hey, listen, I heard this, but it just didn't sit right with me. If you need, that's, what, that's the beauty of having relationships. But please, oh, please, oh, please, don't disregard when you have a... Um, question. Don't swallow it. Don't swallow it. He's, then um, he, he teaches us in, in John 14, 26, it says that um, he will teach you all things and he will bring to remembrance all that I've said to you. These are just benefits. It says there, he will teach you all things and bring to your remembrance all that I have said to you. Do you see that the Holy Spirit... <laughs> is necessary okay so I, I know that I went through some of those last week and I wanted to I just felt like I had to say it again but I wanted to read this passage the Holy Spirit as the helper Romans chapter 8 verse 26 um, and I'm going to read through to yeah just 26 and 27 for now likewise the Spirit helps us in our weakness we do not know what to pray for as we ought but the Spirit himself intercedes for us with groans too deep for words. And he who searches the heart knows what is the mind of the Spirit because the Spirit intercedes for the saints according to the will of God. Now, this is full, and so I want to spend a few minutes on this one because I, this is, the, yeah, it's just full. So, so I want you to see this. In, um, it says that, that the, the Spirit himself intercedes for us with groanings too deep for words. Now, I'm starting in the back here. Um, this scripture has brought a lot of peace to us because we don't know how we ought to pray. But he helps us pray the perfect will of God. Okay. So when it talks about groanings, um, 
there, I, I was looking at that, that and, I, and I, I looked at a few people, a few people that I know and trust, and there's slight variations in how they differentiate see the word groanings. But the fact is, um, some people believe that it is tongues, groanings in the spirit, because it says that groanings that cannot be uttered, alaletos, to, 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 to speak out with, with your tongue, it's, in, it's, it's uncommunicable. And so some people say, well, you see, that's what tongues are. It's incommunicable. And other people say, well, yeah, but it's also not. Because Jesus, in, I think it's in, um, I, I think it is in John chapter, I'm just trying to remember, John chapter 11, 33, and verse 8, uh, 38 in the New King James, particularly, or the King James, or some of the original translations, say that Jesus groaned in the Spirit. He just groaned in the Spirit. Um, and, and so what, what's what, what it, what it, it, whether it is tongues or not, I'm not too sure. But one thing I know that I want you to hear, the Spirit helps us in our weakness. Okay. With a groan, sometimes, whether it's, an, it, whether it's tongues or not in tongues, there can be a deep, and I'm not talking about, have you ever felt like just you don't know how to pray? You're like, ah. Have you ever felt that? I know I have. You just don't know. You can, you can, there can be a groan. You can, you can just uh, groan in the spirit. You can, there is something that, that, that he can help you. He can express, in an inexpressible way, the spirit can help us. Okay, just hold on your horses because there's something. So this is what the groaning is. Intercession, that word intercession, it, man, it's a long Greek word. Hooper intuchano. And it means to fall into with. It is the picture of a person who comes upon someone who has fallen into some kind of a quandary. Upon discovering somebody's trapped person's dilemma, he swings into action to rescue and deliver the one that's been trapped. Isn't that powerful? That's that word, intercession. Hooper intake channel. I can't figure out how to spell it in English or whatever. But, but it's, it's, it says that you can translate. It means to supplicate. It's, these are three ways that this could be translated. The Spirit Himself falls into our situation with us. Hallelujah. One. The Spirit Himself meets us in a common experience. Yes. Two. Or three. The Spirit Himself supplicates for us, rescuing us from our weaknesses. Those are powerful. That's just that word. That's just that part of that scripture. So it means to fall into with us. Okay. So now we're going to go back to the start of the scripture. Stick with me because this is super. Okay. So I'm going to start again. Likewise, the Spirit helps us in our weakness. He helps us in our weakness. Now that word helps is, you've heard me touch on this before, it's, it's a three-part Greek word. We, lambano, you know, is, is an active Greek word to receive something. To lambano is to receive something. It's an active word. It's, to, it's, to, it's, to, it's not like I was trying to demonstrate last week. It's to actively lay hold of something that is already mine. I've got to receive something from God. It's already mine, but I've got to, I've got to there, is an, there is a participation in me receiving it into myself. I'm acknowledging what is mine. But this word is sun antilambano, which means that it's to take hold together against. 
Thayer describes the word this way, Thayer's Greek lexicon, to lay hold along with to strive to obtain with others or to help in obtaining. I'm going to say that again. Listen. To hold along with to strive to obtain with somebody else or needs help in obtaining, to take hold of, Strong says it this way, to take hold of opposites together or to cooperate. Okay. So that is pretty powerful because it gives this idea of participation and cooperation. That's just the word helps. The Spirit helps us. He is, needs our participation to get the job done. So if you don't pray, He has got nothing to participate with. Hold on, I'm getting, okay. So likewise, the Spirit helps us in our what? Our infirmities. The word is infirmities in King James or weaknesses. That word infirmities is translated, asthenia is, is I, I just looked up a bunch of them. Um, infirmity, disability, weakness, illness, ailments, um, all of these things that, that God is helping us with. When we are deficient, Listen to me, when you and I are deficient, He helps us with our inabilities, our weaknesses. Okay, so you're getting the pieces. I'm I'm giving you blocks and then we're going to put it all together. Gotcha, you got me. So then He says, we do not know what we ought to pray. One of the Greek scholars I read up and he says, that word what is a very little word, It's, it's T. And he says, even the little things. You don't know what we ought to pray. What it says, so it could be um, a hidden thing, an intricate detail. We don't see the whole picture. We don't know what we ought to pray. And then it says, it says the word ought, how we ought to pray, he says day, which means which is necessary. We don't know what is necessary to pray. So <laughs> I'm getting closer now. This is funny. We don't know. We don't know how to pray. We don't know how, what is necessary to pray. So this is like, okay, I'm going to go start. Let me go back to the start of the scripture because it's so much fun. Okay, so where is it? Yeah, the Spirit helps us in our weakness. Verse 26. So he's got that fancy word, helps. He is going to lay hold of with you, together with you, against the issue. In our weaknesses, because we do not know even the little things to pray for as we are supposed to pray for. The details, we don't know how to pray for the details. But the Spirit Himself jumps into the pit with us where we trapped and with groanings too deep for words, He who searches and knows what is the mind of the Spirit, He because the Spirit intercedes, He jumps in there with us to help us out of it. You're following this? Wow. So if you don't, now again, it's cooperation. If you don't pray or allow yourself to pray this way, it doesn't say that the Holy Spirit does it for you. He helps us. (laughs) I don't know about you, but have you ever been just like, oh Lord, I don't even know. I am, I don't even see what now I've got to do. 
I don't know how to deal with my teenager. I don't know how to deal with my job. I don't know, I, I, I don't know what to do with my, this tax money that I owe. Sound familiar? How many of you have ever owned a big amount of tax money? Did you see The Chosen? Did you enjoy how Peter had owed all that money and how God, God delivered? You know, you know, it's not an uncommon thing, even in Jesus' day. I don't know how we're going to make ends meet. I don't know how this, how am I going to get this? My daughter is ill. My this is that. All of these things, we don't know how. We find ourselves overwhelmed. But guess what? We have a helper. He is willing to jump in the hole with us. If you are willing, he will get stuck in there. He will roll up his sleeves. He will get, he is designed that way. He is called to do that. He's not called to be a doctrine on the church wall. I believe in the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. No, not just that. We, we've got, he is, he is participating with us. Yes, if you're born again, of course, uh, he's, he lives inside of us. He dwells. He comes and settles down, makes his home inside of our hearts. But if we don't understand how we can, how this intercessor, this intercessor of a Holy Spirit works with us, helping us to pray as we ought to. But he does. He knows the situation. He knows us. He searches our, the mind of our spirit. He says he knows exactly. He, know, he can make up the difference if you will let him. If you will invite him. You can cry out and say, Jesus, help me. Holy, you can just say, oh. You can just go, ah. And that's okay. Don't know what to pray. But if your heart is connected to Jesus, you can just cry out. He will meet you there. <laughs> Isn't that awesome? That's awesome. That is awesome. But you know what? If we don't, if we don't, then he's got nothing to cooperate with. Can you imagine? I mean, that's like having the heal forever, the healer. I mean, I, mean, I don't have a bottle here. But can you imagine having a, an elixir of heal it all? And it's stuck in my pocket. And it can heal everything. And it's stuck in my pocket. And now I'm struggling with sickness or cancer or anything. But I've got a bottle of heal. That's, it's just like this. Except that it's better. Because he can heal emotional issues, mental issues, depression, sadness. He can do everything. Meet whatever needs we have. Okay. Okay. Now, this is the background for the next verse. And I'm not, I don't have long. I'm not going to go on to it. But I'm just going to touch on it so that I can upset a can of worms for some of you. Okay? We're going to open up this can of worms. So how many of you are old Calvinists? You come out of a Calvinistic background, right? And so if you come out of, sort of some sort of Calvinism, and it says, and we, do, and we know that for those, verse 28, and we know for, that, for those who love God, all things work together for good for those who are called according to His purposes. You know, that scripture, and I'm just going to touch on how many times have all things will happen for the good, brother. All things happen for the good. And it's been laid out like no matter what happens, God is behind it. No, that's not what that scripture is saying. That's not what that scripture is saying. And, and I'm not going to go into it long because we do not have time because like I said, I'm opening up a can here. Okay. 
But all things, it says, no, for those one who love God, and it says, for those who are called according to His purpose. What are His purpose? For this reason, or this purpose, was the Son of God manifest to destroy the work of the evil one. What is the work of the evil one? Sickness, disease, the thief comes to steal, kill, destroy. Is your life, if your life's got any destruction or being stolen from with health or healing, all of those things, he, any destruction in your life, that is what the purpose. So no, he said, we are called to his purpose. So the, listen, guys, you know what? We just take whatever the devil throws at us. We just take whatever. Let me even leave the devil out of the situation. Poor devil's not even got something to do with it sometimes. I mean, call, call him poor devil. But it's just like, sometimes he's got nothing to do with it. There is only one Satan. You realize that, right? Demons don't multiply. They're not girl demons and boy demons. There's the same amount of demons today that they were in Jesus' day, and there's a lot more of us. Just so I'm just going to say, everybody thinks that everybody's got devil and everybody's got demons, and I'm like, I'm honestly sorry. Got to go. It's like, it's, it's like I'm just saying. It's like this. God is. This scripture is actually powerful because he says he says in verse 28 there. He says, all th- God can work all things together for the good. But that word, that verse starts, the, that conjunction, and. Did you see that? Go back to verse 20. And we know that for those who love God, all things work together. What is he saying? He's just connecting the thoughts that we've, I've just taught you on 26 and 27. About how the Holy Spirit will help us. He will jump into there with us. He, he can pray with us. He, he, when he intercedes for us in this way, he says, then he says, and we know for those who love God, all things work together for the good. He's saying, listen, no matter what is happening in your life, no matter what, whether the devil has done something or whether you have just royally messed up. <laughs> You have royally messed up and you've made terrible mistakes. Guess what? When you let the Holy Spirit do His intercession work, as we just described, you love God. You love God. For those who love God, you are in a place that you are responding to His love because He loves. He, he first loved us, right? So we've, we've taught on that many times. So you are responding with the love of God. He's able to take that messed up situation and work it for good. That's what that verse is saying. It's not saying everything is God's design, that everything that comes across your plate was designed by God. That is not what that scripture is saying. Okay, that is awesome. And then in verse 28, he, he says that, and, for, and we know that for those who love God, all things, oh, sorry, 29, those he, whom he foreknew, he also predestined to be conformed to the image of his son. Okay, here's another Calvinist one that we've got to double lock. <laughs> Okay. Only some people are predestined, you see. Only some people, some of the people are predestined to go to hell. They just hell bait or hell whatever. It's like, are you kidding me? You have taken a microscope into the Word of God and you are finding and picking out scriptures. There's, I think, four scriptures that talk about predestination. And there is such a thing as predestination, but here it describes very clearly. And, and it says there, it says that uh, in verse 29, for those he foreknew, he predestined to be the image of his son. So again, I'm just not going to go into the whole predestination thing deeply, but it's those he foreknew. Do you know that God sits outside of our timeline, our four dimensions? Come on. Yeah. 
and he doesn't influence who's going to choose him. His desire, it says in very clearly in 2 Peter 3 verse 9, the Lord is not slow to fulfill his promises, some count slowness, but is patient toward you, not wishing that any should perish, but all should reach repentance. God's desire is for everyone to, be, to, to reach repentance. For God so loved the world that he sent his son. It says that, he, it says that uh, the atonement was for the, not just for our sins, but for the sins of the whole world, it says in 1 John chapter 2. God's desire is for every single person to be born again. But he stands outside of the timeline because he just happens to be God, and he can see who chooses with their free will. If they choose that they're going to follow Jesus, he can see. And those people who choose, he predestines to be. So he says, listen, those people I foreknew are going to choose me. I predestined that they should be conformed into the image of my son. Okay, so that's it in a nutshell. There is predestination, but it doesn't, he, doesn't in the, he, he is not determining. He is not determining who gets saved. You determine if you will be saved. If you want to be saved, you will be saved. If anybody determines they will be saved, they will be saved. I'm sorry, but it is a lie from the pit of hell that some people don't get to choose. Everybody gets to choose. Everybody gets to choose. It is a free will. If you want to be saved, you can be saved. Everyone, anyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. Amen. Okay. So just in case somebody's lied to you and said, well, I'm not sure. Are you sure? Maybe God never predestined me. I'm telling you, it's His will. I've mentioned three scriptures already. I'm not going to go over it again, but... In context, this is talking, as I said, it's talking about the Holy Spirit as the helper, helping us in a situation. Are you in a place where you're letting the Holy Spirit help you? Have you taken these, these, these truths and put them to work in your life? Now, I'm going to just say something. You need it for your own life, but it doesn't stop there, people. Christianity is wonderful. He forgives all our sin and heals all our diseases. That's wonderful. I can, all my sins are forgiven. Praise God. They are eternally forgiven. Your sins too. And the sins of the whole, whole world. We, we talk about this many times. I'm not saying that everybody doesn't need to re receive Jesus, etc. not going into that right now. You do need to, by faith, receive the grace that has been given to us. Okay? But I'm just saying that as, as you receive these things, they are ours. Okay. He has, <laughs> yeah, sorry, I'm getting lost now. So no wishing that, okay, where was I? <laughs> I can't remember. Thank you. Yeah, no, I, I, but I'm just saying that the, these, these truths are ours to take home. Please don't let somebody steal from you. Everybody who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. Amen. 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 Everybody. Okay. But that's where I was going. I was just trying to say, the Holy Spirit, these truths of, of, of you um, fulfilling your call, please take this seriously. 
As I, you know, I feel like I'm going to bring this series to a close now, but, but I tell you, there's so much more. And as many times I've said on our website, we've got a devotional that's more than 30 days long. There is so much good material, so many good books that we can put out there for you to read and to absorb. If you don't understand something and you feel like, well, Shannon, I don't feel, you're right, I haven't delved into it. I can't teach each one of those in massive depth here on a Sunday morning. Andrew Womack has got phenomenal material on, on this topic. As I said, we give out to those, those if it, uh, the new you and the Holy Spirit. But the, that devotional is free. If you, on our website, you go to that devotional and you pull out each one of those or two pages long and there's 30 something of them. You can spend a long time studying the person and work of the Holy Spirit. I want to encourage you, no matter what material you read, no matter what book you read, take time to make it yours. When there is a scripture, stop. Pull out your own Bible. I hope you have one. Digital or paper, it doesn't matter. Pull out your own Bible. Go and read it in the translation. Read it in context. But make it yours. If you're not praying in the Spirit, I'm going to ask you, why? Why not? Why not? Don't limit yourself to your own ability. Don't limit yourself to your own ability. We need him regularly. You'll never be alone. Yeah. That's it. Thank you. <laughs> Sorry, no, I'm not doing it now. I'm just saying, it's just like, but isn't it fun? The Holy Spirit, I tell you what, he wants to be your friend. I mean, I say that in the most respectful terminology, but I want, you've got it, there's a communion of the Holy Spirit. He's the fellowship of the Holy Spirit. Now may the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, it says, the love of God and the fellowship or the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you. That's how the book of Corinthians ends, 2 Corinthians. It's beautiful. The grace of the Lord Jesus Christ, the freedom that he gives us everything with, the love of God and the communion, the fellowship of the Holy Spirit. If you're not in fellowship with the Holy Spirit, you're, you're, you, you're missing out and you won't be able to enjoy all of these many, many benefits. Amen. Amen. Holy Spirit, thank you. Thank you for helping us. Thank you for helping us lay hold of everything that you've already given us. Lord, I know that many of us reach places in life that even now we feel trapped. Maybe you're trapped. Whatever situation, you just don't see a way out. And you're hoping, you're sort of wishing upon a star, there's going to be some kind of a way out. Well, there is. There is. No matter what that problem is, whether it's financial, whether it's medical, psychological, physical, doesn't matter what it is, there is a way out. Thank you, Holy Spirit, that you jump in there with us, that you intercede for us, you pray, you help us to pray as we ought, according to your perfect will. Thank you, helper, for helping us.
Thank you, Father. I pray in Jesus' name, the clarity of purpose that we each have will be taking the next step with you. Brothers and sisters, I, we need you. The kingdom, the kingdom needs you for such a time as this. Please, I implore you on Christ's behalf. Many of you have known his reconciliation. You have been reconciled, but you have a grander purpose to be part of that. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Holy Spirit, for making clear next steps right now. Thank you for establishing healing for those desperate, Lord, for those that are trapped. They can't even see a spot where they're at. I just thank you, Father, right now that there's deliverance right now in Jesus' name. Just for a moment, I'm just going to quiet for a second.